Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks for joining us. I am Mindy Tucker, Tri-Delta's VP of Marketing and Communications and Managing Editor of the Trident Magazine. What we are going through right now in the world is really unprecedented. And so what we're doing at Tri-Delta is trying to seek out the best advice for our members. We've launched a new series called Three for You. We're asking Tri-Delta experts to share three tips or best practices for us as we navigate this new situation. As women at work, as students, as moms, as individuals, we're all seeking relevant advice right now. And now we're going to bring it to you. Joining us today with some powerful insights on developing personal branding is Liz Navarro. She is a Tri-Delta alumna from our Gamma Rho chapter at Pepperdine. She is an expert at making messages resonate with the right audiences. She's a professor of public speaking at SMU, which is my alma mater. Go Mustangs. Uh, She's a copywriter who helps brands connect to their customers and a strategist who helps professionals activate new opportunities through their communications platforms. I'm so excited to have her sort of translate all of this today for us into what it means for us right now. So Liz, welcome to Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. So you have a great background with personal branding, and you recently had an article that was published in the Dallas Business Journal that I hope everybody will take a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there was some great things that we want to kind of dig through today. And um, so I want to start with your first best practice and your main best practice about determining your value, your value add. What, would you, what can you tell us about that? Right now, more than ever, it's really important if we are entering a job market that is chaotic and saturated, we have got to figure out a way to set ourselves apart from the other candidates. And one of the best ways to do that is to first identify those things that set us apart or differentiate us. And so you can call that your value add. You can call it your secret sauce. Call it whatever you want to. But instead of just saying, I am a marketer or I am a school teacher, it's saying, I am, an, I am a marketer plus what? I'm a marketer who is great at SEO. I can understand what drives an individual to a website. I can track it. I can measure it. And I can create campaigns that will bring more people there. Or I am a school teacher who is great at implementing new curriculum for differentiated learning styles in my classroom. Uh, So it's really understanding what is it that you bring to the table that is different than someone else who might have your exact same job title, your exact same experience, or a really similar resume, and kind of leading with what that would look like. And then once you've been able to identify with what that is, you can kind of start to build that into the different documents and spaces that you show up in where you talk about your career. So this can be the way that you introduce yourself in your elevator pitch if you're networking with somebody. Uh, It could be the headline or that little title that's right under you on LinkedIn. It could be the top part of your resume where you have kind of a career objective or a a personal profile description. Um, And so once you've really understood what it is that you bring to the table, then that is what you lead with. It's how you set yourself apart and make yourself seem really different. It sounds like, um, I used to have a a guy I listened to that was a speaker. He used to give a whole talk and then he would say, okay, now, so what, why do we care about this? It sounds like the, so what, like, why does that as an employer, I'm looking at you matter to me. Why do I need to know about this? It's sort of the, so what of what you do, right? It is actually that reminds me and I didn't make this up, but it's something that I use quite often in an elevator pitch. But when people are introducing themselves, I usually give them a little template format and I say, Fill, fill in the blanks. 
I help blank do blank so that they can blank. That does give the so what. It says, I help blank. So you're identifying the type of people or businesses that you help or organizations do what. And so that's helping show the results that you offer them and the the main outcomes that you're showing up and delivering so that they can blank. That's the so what. And people start to be able to see them see you working as a part of their team or their organization when they feel like, oh, I need that to happen here. Right. Right. It makes it real. Okay. So let's jump into number two. Um, So many of our collegiate members and soon to be graduating seniors are starting their careers. Um, We have a lot of members who could be making a job transition, especially right now as things are so volatile in the markets. This next tip is going to talk about sort of your compelling career story. So why don't you jump into that one? Right. So my tip number two is to tell a clear and compelling career story. What that really means is it's it's the way that you answer the tell me about yourself question, which is an awful question that I think all of us frequently stumble over in interviews, including myself, and I'm trying to teach this to other people. It's really hard to know where to start with a question like that. So if you're walking into an interview and someone asks you to tell, tell them about yourself, or if you're writing your bio on LinkedIn, or you're writing an about section for your profile then let's say you start with that sentence. I help blank do blank so that they can blank. So you've already led with your value add. add, And now you can kind of, instead of going all the way back into your career history and saying, oh, well, I went to Pepperdine 15 years ago and then leading them all the way up to the present day, it's starting with a really clear story of this is what I do now. This is who I help now. And this is the result that they can find from me right now. And then I can kind of walk through perhaps how I got there and I can duck and dive through those questions. It really helps, I think, to think of those three different things too, like understanding who you help, thinking of the main results that you've offered to them. One way that I like to help them help people think through the results is to have people understand um, or lead with the problems that they've solved in different organizations. So if you are a teacher and you can say, well, I'm a teacher and five years ago I started at this elementary school and then I transitioned into this one. Instead, you can say, when I received my first teaching role, we were at an elementary school who needed more teachers who could bring up our students to the main reading level. So this is what I did in my classroom to bring my students up to reading level. I had 80% of them below reading level. I did X, Y, and Z in my curriculum. By the end of the year, only 50% were below reading level, and we were really close to closing that gap. So we can start with that problem that we've solved and then move into that next transition. And we can be really consistent because we started off with this nice context of this is what I do and how I help people. And now people can understand us in this really clear, compelling way. I like how that's, um, that's like a more interesting way into the conversation. Because if you, if you start with, here's what I accomplished, they're going to ask you, oh, where did you accomplish that? What job did you have when you, it gives them the opportunity to ask the question that you're going to answer anyway. Um, but it doesn't start with the whole, I was here and then I went here. And I like that because it just makes it, it helps you make your accomplishments more interesting. Um, I think so too. And I think it's it's really difficult for a lot of people to talk about their accomplishments. Uh, I think we struggle with it. And women perhaps especially have a hard time understanding how much can I say about myself without coming off as 
overly confident in, in sharing what I'm doing, but it's really important in telling your career story that you do talk about your accomplishments and the outcomes that you've offered. And so I really like this technique of saying, this was the problem that I was met with. And this is how I went about solving it. And this was the result at the end, because that's just being very outcome focused and it does showcase your accomplishments. uh, But it also gives us the context to understand why you achieved what you did. Right. I love it. So in this day and age, so much goes on online. I often wonder, you know, I have, I have personal social media, there's work social media, you know, how do I sort of keep my personal brand current and professional online with my social media platforms? And I think that was one of your third tips. Hopefully you have some good suggestions for us on this front. Yeah, definitely. So my third tip is about sharing your work, your goals, and your idea. It's great that we live right now in a world where that is so readily available to us through our online platforms. It's really easy to find ways to share our accomplishments. Let's say, um, for example, after I speak on this podcast, absolutely, I'll put on my LinkedIn profile and my Facebook page and my Instagram profile that I got to be on a Tri Delta podcast but how I show up on each one of those is probably going to look a little bit different. So I personally use LinkedIn quite a bit for my, um, for professional development and to work, to meet with clients or to share my professional accomplishments. So for LinkedIn, I might create a post that really talks about how I got to talk about professional branding and personal branding because that's what I do. Whereas on Facebook and Instagram, which I use as really social outlets, I might tag some of my Tri-Delta sisters that I, was in, that I went to Pepperdine with and say, what a cool opportunity. I got to be on a Tri-Delta podcast. Like, I'm thinking of all of you. Both ways are on brand technically, right? I'm, I'm sharing my work, but I'm accomplishing something a little bit different with each platform. And so... That's, I guess, one way of saying that each platform for you can work in different ways and you can have different goals. You know, I'm a mom of two girls. And if you go to my LinkedIn profile or my LinkedIn profile, you probably won't see them as often. If you go to my Instagram account, that's all it is. But I don't really need to talk about work on Instagram as often as I do on LinkedIn. So my profiles for me have different goals. As a general rule, if it's a new grad or, or even somebody who's in a job transition, I like to make sure that there's nothing on any of my profiles that would really turn somebody off if I'm trying to get a job or look for them. And I think most people probably already know that rule. But after that, I really look at what do I use this platform for and how can I use it to really showcase all of the sides of me. One thing to remember when we're being hired is that yes, of course, people want to work with someone who has the skill set and the experience that they're looking for. But they also want somebody who feels like a culture fit on their team and a personality type. And so the great thing about social media is that we get to share a lot of sides of ourselves in the platforms that we show up in. And so I do think it's okay on LinkedIn to say that you're a mom and you're working from home right now and you are trying to struggle, you're juggling working while your kids are yelling in the background. I think that's appropriate. And I think it's also appropriate on Facebook and Instagram to share your career uh, milestones and good news with those people who care about you that you have there. I think that you can kind of mix work and personal if you need to, and you know who your audience is. And that's something that I always like to consider. Yeah. And sounds a lot like knowing your audience. Absolutely. I think that is, I mean, I teach public speaking, I write copy, that's goal number one, know who you're talking to and 
the best strategy to talk to that person, I think is really important. And the other thing that I would say when we're talking about this third tip of sharing your work, your goals, and your ideas is I like to think of social media as kind of a distribution platform, but that doesn't mean it's the only place that you can share your work and your goals. And I think right now is a really great opportunity for students or for people who are in transition to find creative ways to share their work. So for example, I have a website. I do write blog posts on it and articles. And some of them do feature my children, but most of them are about the work that I do. It's about marketing or speaking or professional branding. If I have a feature, then I like to share that on my website as well. Uh, For people who don't have a website, it's really easy to create a blog. It's great to have a podcast or even just a portfolio of your work that um, for a college student, it might be some of their best projects that they've worked on that you can put somewhere in a digital format. For a person who is in another type of job, like a teacher or an engineer, sometimes someone would say, my job or my industry isn't one that really uses LinkedIn all the time. I think you can still put your career accomplishments into a digital format. So for example, you might create just a PDF of a great project that you worked on that talks about what were what was the project, what were the goals, how did you work through it, if there's any photos or images or charts or graphs, and what were the outcomes. And you could use that to put on a portfolio page. You could have a link to it on your LinkedIn account. You could send it in to submit with your resume when you're looking at job descriptions. There's just so many creative ways that you can showcase like not only your skill set, but how you can package that skill set. And so especially for people who are in a, in a creative type of field, if you have great photography, great design, great branding, build that in, put that into a portfolio and find a way to really use your social platforms to distribute that when you are job searching. I guess one more thing, if you didn't prompt this, but it doesn't just have to be for job searching, right? Like even if you like your job and you have a job, you can be looking and attract, looking for and attracting opportunities, like speaking opportunities or being featured on a podcast or being asked to sit on a panel or come back to your alma mater and speak to your chapter about something that you're doing. And those opportunities don't come up if people don't see you and know the type of work that you do. And so I think it's great to share that. Yeah, it's a form of networking. Absolutely. Um, And you never know when you're going to be looking for a job. That's true. Who weren't planning on a job search and and will be sadly. So, and it's, and you never know when you might be recruited by somebody. And so I love these strategies because we, it's an active way to kind of be a magnet for those opportunities that could come to you. It's a conversation starter. And I think most of the time we have to put ourselves in situations to you know, lead to those next big breaks in our career. We have to volunteer and sign up for them. But putting our ideas out there in a digital space right now is one way to really do that well. Yeah, I love it. Um, Thanks for the thoughts and the advice. This is so good for really for any of us at any time. So I'm glad we're putting this out there. Um, How can listeners find more information about you and what you do? So I do have a website. It's at Liz Navarro, N-A-V-A-R-R-O, co.com. And that's where you'll find all about my work uh, that I do. I write articles and blog posts and things like that. That's on my website. My favorite social platform for career stuff is LinkedIn, like I said. 
And that's just Liz Navarro on LinkedIn. And I often like to share tips like this on personal branding through LinkedIn too. And if you would like to see a lot of pictures of my children, I'm on Instagram (laughs) as Liz Rose Navarro and Facebook as Liz Navarro as well. Awesome. You are so great to be with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your three for you with us. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. We hope all of our members and their families are safe and following all the guidelines about distancing and staying home right now at TriDelta. We know one of the kindest things you can do right now is stay home. We also want to give a shout out to all the TriDeltas who are on the front lines providing healthcare services and other services that are deemed essential. Uh, We are thinking of you and lifting you guys up in Delta Love. Our webpage is ready to help with lots of great new information. Not only can you see more about 3 for You topics, but you can find out about all the work our foundation is doing to help support sisters in need right now. Um, And you can find some ideas to stay connected. So check out tridelta.org. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have ideas of topics you'd like to cover, just feedback you want to give us, you can always email us at podcast at trideltaeo.org. Thanks for talking Tridelta with us today. Stay safe, join us next time, and bring you 